0: Hello and welcome to another episode. Um, You know, I hope you're all having a wonderful week or time or, you know, whenever I guess you're listening to this, but here's another journey into the mind that hopes to provide you something to contemplate. And as always, thank you for your support on this kind of mind exploration journey um, that I've taken. I truly appreciate the support, all the kind words you get through various means such as Instagram, TikTok, um, my Discord, just emails all that good stuff and leaving reviews um, all those links to help support the show are below as well as bonus content that also helps me more tangible ways and helps me pay rent and spend more time on this stuff Um, so yeah I can help put out content more often and experiment more I guess with some of the projects but anyway um, yeah this this episode is going to be more focused on love what that has to do with identity and then how we view romance. And kind of how your love story should be this ever evolving narrative, whether it's with people or a partner or whatever it is it's constantly this evolving narrative, and with that evolving narrative comes bliss, and with that also comes suffering, so it's kind of focusing on that idea today, and yeah, kind of just also dealing with this episode to deal with kind of the creation of the self through relationships um yeah, so let's. Let me stop talking and let's enter the left. Okay, so let's start with an undeniable truth or a mostly undeniable truth. Humans are social animals, we live breathe and desire social interaction. Even when we convince ourselves otherwise, it's often some underlying issue that creates that belief. Or that's, I guess, I guess that would be my belief. So a belief that pulls us away from a default mode of desire, whether it's this, whether it's past experiences or trauma that have created this sense of social anxiety that has us avoiding those connections. An anxiety that leads us towards wanting to distance ourselves from people to avoid that undesirable inner feeling. And it's, and it's that inner inner perception of our desire to distance ourselves from others that comes from a place where we are, we are lacking peace within ourselves. So this doesn't change the original inner state, right? We desire human interaction and desire for human connection. That's the default. The default desire is connection. So let's talk about broken love within this. So let's consider a problem. Relationships and concepts of love are mostly broken in Western culture. We see high divorce rates. We see endless stories of toxic parents that are often toxic to their kids because of the dumpster fire relationship they have with their spouse. You know, and that leads to the kid having trauma and then having to go to therapy and then the kid goes to therapy before the parents do and the parents should have been the ones going to therapy. We also see a lack of communication as a common problem in broken relationships, right? I feel like those are kind of uncontroversial takes and some of them are just data focused, but that's the idea it's It's an evidence, I think of broken a broken system of relationships and communication, concepts of love, whatever it is, okay, but our understanding of love, romance, and relationships what is slash are the foundational issues, what causes these things possibly so my initial poll was to 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 claim a level of naive understanding of what it is to be human that like that being the cause, however that felt grandiose on my part as though I was proclaiming to be oh so wise in my perception of romance. False. Very, very false. I'm learning as everyone else. But the idea of being naive has a, has a part in this. It's, it's synonymous or it's synonyms I guess uh, are being innocent and, and ignorant and when we discuss the feeling of love slash lust, many of us will often describe it as this kind of intense, all-consuming feeling. I've been there. You know, this is where the idea of falling in love comes in as it's, it's a deep feeling that forces your mind to be constantly preoccupied with the, or the, with the origin of, of the falling. You know, we, I think we've all had that kind of experience where we meet someone that just knocks us off on our feet. We have that falling feeling and all we do is think about them and we're going to hang out with them and want to talk to them and text them and be with them, right? It's time consuming. In a good way, I guess. But it takes your mind away from everything else. So we have this blinded by love feeling and falling in love. Both of these are describing an intense emotional reaction that leaves us open to various impulses if we cannot process and understand that feeling. So thus, if we cannot process and understand that feeling, we leave ourselves acting in a, in a naive manner. So with this, we kind of build these kind of, what I would call loving narratives. Our narratives around our love, right? So this is only part of the puzzle that creates these problems in relationships. The second problem is we become overly attached to the narrative we build for another, which stems from us being overly attached to our sense of self. So let's unpack the second problem, though. I'll start with a quote that I love from an article that kind of helped my mind Form some of my thoughts on this. And I quote, the best thing for your nervous system is another person. And then it continues, unfortunately, the worst thing for your nervous system is another person. Close quote. What does this mean? For one, we ourselves are constantly molding, forming, evolving, and changing our sense of self. From this, we are also constantly forming our own perceptions of other selves. So consider your best friend. Let's call them Chris or Sophia. I enjoy using names. It it, it just feels more personal. Um, So the moment you met them, you began creating an image for yourself of who is Chris and who is Sophia. And when done well, we allow ourselves to constantly be adapting that image based on new information about that friend. So we should be utilizing that same system for ourselves as constantly adapting our sense of self is where we evolve and gather new insights which helps us in finding peace with this existence. Okay, but let's backtrack for a moment. We create a sense or create a self for others and a sense of self for ourselves. Agreed, right? I hope so. So with this, the insights we have about ourselves, they're not purely coming from our own inner world. We decipher it through our inner world, but the outer world influences our inner world. So who we are becomes who we are surrounded by. As when as, as, as we then know ourselves as a reflection of other people. And that reflection is based on the self they've created for you. It's this constant, constant feedback loop over and over again. So the I we shape ourselves into is a continually unfolding process based on the interactions we have with other people. So even, even self-reflection or inner thoughts uses memory from interactions with others. And those interactions are being influenced by the way people perceive you. So you're kind of seeing how other humans can can simultaneously be the best and worst thing for you. So we are using others, our relationships, as mirrors to create our own identity. It's it's this kind of this this beautiful double-edged sword of this existence. Okay, so let's transition here. Now let's look at identity within the romance, that idea. Now, that previous section shows the influence of others over our sense of self, our identity. But let's focus this on love and romance as those we find ourselves deeply and intimately involved with often have the most profound effect on shaping the identity we have for ourselves, with ourselves, and identifying who we are. So I want you to think about or think back to a past breakup or one of your past breakups or past just breakups in general. Whether it was a friendship, romantic interest, whatever it is, what happened in those situations? What insight did it provide you about life and yourself? Consider that. How much do you, do, do you think of that? Oh, I had such growth in that period. Do you have one of those sayings about that? So our romantic connections are intensely focused affection. That idea. It's a very focused relationship. So through relationships, moments with others, and deep interactions with other people, we gain insight into parts of us we didn't know were there. So the reality is introspection with you yourself alone within your mind and 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 partaking taking in that pursuit with your own thoughts that can only go so far we often see the default of introspection as this kind of individual solo journey where we where we take a walk in the woods to reflect on who we are and what we want but your thoughts are never fucking alone never alone they're always pulled from other places someone else other connections but that only toys with the idea of introspection, those thoughts when we're alone, or we think we're alone. We find a necessary aspect of understanding who you are and what it is to be human within the human interactions we have with others. There's a deeper reflection that you find within yourself that can only come about when we are being with others. But why is this? Well, you know, why? Why? You know, I think we only truly become aware of our existence when we are acknowledged by others. You know, in this acknowledgement, the narrative we build around the self becomes self-conscious. From this, we become aware that we exist, gain insight into who we are and earn knowledge of how we relate to the world through those interactions. The external world, especially our connections with others, validates our existence if you want to understand yourself, you cannot allow yourself to be indifferent to other people. To come into a state of knowing thyself, you must communicate your sense of knowing with others. That's how you get feedback loops. So when so when a romantic partners into the mix, right, of this process, we come into a deeper sense of knowing. There's a sense of vulnerability there with the other person. Or we get closest to, because sometimes people, I think, struggle with vulnerability, in, even in those romantic interests. But at the very least, we come into an increased desire for an identity within those spaces because we're building these strong narratives with someone else that we've never been this close to, or it's kind of unique. That's what romantic interests usually are. So as we begin perceiving that we are truly seeing someone and they are seeing us, this elevates our desire to hold on to the sense of self which it makes us want to hold on to that narrative we're building around that sense of self and that identity within the narrative. So we begin seeing ourselves through them, which can often create an overattachment attachment with, with the illusionary self because the narrative is still made up. The narrative is, is, is made up about the other person that's not always precise. So this is how we have codependency comes into. Codependency uh, comes into being as a narrative we build for ourselves lives only when that connection is with us. So when that begins slipping away, we lose a major tether to our perception of reality. So the, the issue that comes about is we often attach ourselves to that narrative as though we found some established truth to, to put our stake into the world, proclaiming this is I. When we, when we attach ourselves to the idea of I am X, we create this binary way of thinking that has us quickly dismissing information that could dissolve who we are. So when we begin sensing we are losing our romantic partner, we notice the fighting increases. Your sex life drops off and you sense you don't really know that person anymore. You're like, wow, the way we used to be. And we talk like that. Or, oh, we had such good memories back then. What happened to us? Those lines we've all kind of probably experienced. Both sides of the relationship operate from a place of increased suffering when we enter that state where the narratives don't match up anymore and when communication is lacking. So we often hold on to those fleeting memories of the quote-unquote good times. But it's that focus on the memories of the past instead of altering the narrative of the present that leaves people in a constant cycle of confusion. So when we hold on to those memories of the past, we hold on to the identity or sense of self from the past, which is likely an indicator that we haven't updated the narrative of our relationship. Where the person you are with has likely altered theirs. Change within the relationship is okay and necessary. We should want this. It's when we allow ourselves to explore our sense of self, our narrative and our desire with another person that we gain these insights about our unfolding self. So I guess the point is stop looking at romance and love as a narrative that must be protected. It's not a checklist that must be maintained. If, if you believe so, you'll enter the death spiral of an identity crisis within the relationship and within yourself. So you must flow with the changing circumstances, whether it's allowing the romantic relationship to end or allowing it to adapt into something new. So it, 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 it's almost like it's about being willing and, and willing to communicate your changing desires because those, those telling you to bottle them up are trying to pull you into their own suffering. I hope that helps. Well, I feel like I only scratched the surface of what I want to cover for this episode. But I think the timing, yeah, the time is about what I want to hit for this. So we're going to conclude there. As always, I appreciate your support. I hope you found these thoughts helpful and something to consider. Please leave me your thoughts on either social media somewhere. Share this. Um, you know, you can uh, tag me on Instagram or wherever you want to share it. Uh, But yeah, leave a review on wherever you listen, podcast, all that stuff. But as always, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Now, get the fuck out my labyrinth.